0: Welcome back team to another episode of beautiful dust specs a podcast designed to teach you that the ordinary is truly extraordinary i'm your host alex hofelt you bring the curiosity i'll bring the science let's do this Hello again, homies. Welcome back to Beautiful Dust I'm Alex Hofeld, and this week, let's talk about the sun and biology. So last week, we talked about the sun, this massive, epic ball of fusion, this thing, this plasma ball. It's not made of gas. It's made of plasma, almost entirely hydrogen, a little bit of helium, trace elements of all the rest of it, a little bit of lithium. And what it does is it generates light. It generates energy. And now if we relate the energy to the biology of the planet, understanding how it relates to us, how it in essence is us, how it fuels us, fuels every moment of your bio biological life when you are alive you are homeostatically creating energy you are creating it and using it and manipulating and slinging it out into the ether so this ball of the sun this this g2 yellow dwarf star that we call the the soul you know sol it does fusion that fusion creates the energy creates the photons the remainder from the hydrogen turning into helium and it travels the vast distance travels the 8.2 light minutes the 93 million miles To get to where it is today, to get to our planet. And since we can't create nor destroy matter, and we can't we can't save energy, energy can only be converted. It can't be created. This energy has been here since the dawn of time, since the singularity itself. And over time, some of the energy, some of the nuclear fusion that was able to some of the gas really that was able to co accrete and condense down into our sun. It's a part of our solar system, and 93 million miles away from that sun, what didn't form up into that forms up this tiny little ball, this tiny little blue-green oasis, this amazing celestial spaceship of all things awesomeness. The word awesome exists on this globe because of the awesome spaceship, and it comes from the energy, and we've talked about this. The majority of the matter, the stuff that is, the chemical, the compositions, the periodic table that is us, that makes up everything from your shirt to your dog to your voice to you to your ideas, in my opinion comes from stardust it comes from stellar debris stellar evolution changing over time and we are then balls of stardust that are now energized by starlight you are a ball of ener- a ball of energy you every ounce of you every energy in you the energy that you can do to you can use to do whatever it is you want to do in your life it is from the sun Period. Gibbs free energy principle. Energy. Can't create nor destroy matter. Therefore, the matter that the energy is in you at one time or another, most likely, almost all of it, was at one time starlight. So that's enough for the episode right then and there. You are a ball of interstellar stellar star debris that is now... Energized by starlight. So you clap your hands, you're converting starlight into sound. I am taking the energy within my biological system and turning it into a voice that I can now share my imagination with you. And you can then use it to personify create creativity and curiosity and forever onwards go upwards. And the reason we can do this is because of, of, of an epic symphony of biological awesomeness. So this fusion hits our planet. The Earth has all of these different balancing acts in touch. You know, we have so much stuff going on, so many different things that allow for our planet to be the perfect thing that it is right now. One of the most amazing ones is really the ozone layer. The sun emits UVA and UVB light. UV, okay? UVB is really bad for you. UVB can actually manipulate and change and modify DNA. And it's actually probably a massive part of evolution. Many of the different mutations that have taken place, because remember, mutations aren't aren't all bad. We are a collection of the winning mutations over generations upon generations of evolution. So the ozone layer is something that we need period. If, if the ozone layer disappears, most li- life would stop. <laughs> life, would, life, especially macro life, big terrestrial life, there's very little evidence or very little reasoning to think that it would actually persist and personify because the earth allows the ozone layer to protect us from that UVB, allowing the UVA to come in, allowing the energy that we can use, the wavelengths that we can use to stimulate and create and personify organic chemistry. And that's what this is all about. Biology breaks down into living organisms. One are called the autotrophs. Troph means energy. Auto like autopilot. You can make your own. Autotrophs make their own energy. Hetero means different. And the heterotrophs need their they can't make their own energy. They need to eat. You are a heterotroph. I am a heterotroph. If we weren't, if we were an autotroph, it'd actually be kinda epic because 'cause you'd be able to just like go out in the sunlight and be like, Oh my god, the sun today is just delicious. And you'd be like, Susie, come get some sun. She'd be like, No, no, I'm cool. I'm on a diet. I'm in, I'm on a shade diet. You know, that'd be hilarious. But <laughs> that 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 is that's a funny joke in itself i guess it's kind of funny you're like that wasn't funny at all the autotrophs are the things that can turn sunlight into sugar and what is sugar? Sugar C6H12O6 is the byproduct of photosynthesis, the most amazing thing on the planet. And as this planet has evolved and adapted over time, the qu- the questions that remain of how photosynthesis came into being is an incredibly awesome story. And I've done it. I've done episodes on this. You know, we believe there, there's a theory called the endosymbiotic theory that 3.6 billion years ago, at random, two bacteria merged. One bacteria, maybe a slightly bigger one, was able to ingest endosymbiosis, a tiny little bacterium that had mutated and evolved the ability to do photosynthesis. And that little organism somehow was able to create a symbiotic relationship with that bacteria and persist and personify and replicate within that greater bacteria. And we now call those things chloroplasts. On an entirely different realm, on an entirely different existence, or like an entirely different cell here. About 0.2 billion years later, 3.4 billion years ago, scientists believe that this happened with another bacterium that can do cellular respiration. Those are the mitochondria. And these two things are are really the focal point, tiny little itty-bitty microscopic things. If you ever remember from biology class being able to look at a leaf under a microscope, you just see these tiny little green granules. That is the, the reason you're here. That is the stuff that is there. That is the why and how organic matter is made is through the process of photosynthesis. And then being able to take that photosynthetic energy in the form of sugar and turn it into ATP, adonium triphosphate, the thing that is the energy currency that allows me to do whatever it is that I want to do throughout my entire life. So the autotrophs, are the first byproduct. They're they're the they fir- They're like they're the majority. That is what everything comes down to. That we can sit on this planet, look out at the grass, the leaves, this you know anything that is really green. It has the ability to turn sunlight into sugar. It also, on an entirely different, awesome, epicness, it takes CO2 and converts that into oxygen. And the byproduct of cellular respiration is when you exhale CO2. That is why you breathe. We've talked about this. You inhale oxygen all the time, forever and always, so that you can give your body energy it is how your body synthesizes it because you need the C6H12O6 you need the glucose plus you need oxygen the byproduct is really water and CO2 so you exhale a noxious gas that could kill you if you go into CO2 asphyxiation it could happen it happens to astronauts that's one of the dangers of being trapped in an astronaut suit is being having CO2 intoxication this CO2 allows you, to, it, 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 you just shoot it out into the air, and the, the plants dig it. They they love it. They enjoy it. They open up their stomata, and they take that, CO, that c, CO2, and the CO2 plus the H2O from the water catalyzed by sunlight really is the Legos. They have the ability to take the Legos of CO2 and water and turn it into usable sugar, and sugar is c 6 h 6 and you guys know this most likely. We are a carbon-based life form. If not, that was one of my favorite episodes I did was the icky sticky carbon episode way back and way, way early on. Carbon allows us to stick to all this stuff. It allows us to do the things that we can do here. And this is it, man. This this bride product is this 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 relationship of autotroph and heterotroph, photosynthesis and cellular cellular respiration really allows us to be the thing that we are. And Before we rant too much on that, remember, all of this energy comes from the sun. So the sun itself sets up this beautiful little thing with this amazing energy energy pyramid of the trophic levels. On the bottom, you have a huge, massive amount of primary producers. Think of planet Earth. Think of all the videos you've watched. Where there is the most diversity of animals, there's the most diversity of the plants. The plants do not get enough rep. Grass does not get enough rep. As we go into the spring season here, take some time to high five a tree. Take some five. Take some time to fist bump a leaf, or just you know give it give a big big old hug to the grass. You know the grass of our planet allows us to do all the stuff that we're gonna do. Achoo. Sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. So I'm allergic to some of this grass. So as we go out there, you know, these relationships are what keep us functioning are what keep us being the things that we are and it all starts from the sunlight on our planet at any given time on the day side of the earth there are 240 watts of solar energy per square meter so per square meter of our planet copious amounts of energy well miss well alex why aren't we using solar energy to fuel our, our fuel our infrastructure i don't know because big oil wins but yes it's a renewable energy if we could spark fusion if we could create fusion on the planet we would be able to pretty much revolutionize how how we deal with energy but this sun does so much more than us it is out there it is the sunny day we get tan we see, we, we touch, we feel. Our sun messes not only with our planet, and our, but it also messes with our biology. So on the planet itself, it fuels everything. It is the fuel of all stuff. It adapts. It changes the world. It, it just makes everything go the way that it's going to go. So our sunlight has the ability to give plants the, the required catalyst, to catalyze the reaction, turning CO2 and water into C6H12O6, sugar, and breathable oxygen. It also fuels evaporation. It is the catalyst for the for the for the water, for the, the, the water cycle to go around. And if you ever experience a drought or remember the droughts Water is is a necessity. Wherever there is water, there is life. If you have temperature and precipitation, the more of those two relate the relationship between those is what creates all the epic biodiversity and really the biomes, the biome diversity that is out there. It also melts snow and it melts ice. It, it does all things. It, it, it messes with the water, quite awesome. It'll warm the planet itself, you know? Our planet, the heat does not get spread out. The heat hits entirely, you know, most of it, a huge amount of it, more intense is on the equator. And it's just because of the ball, it's a sphere. So one side is edging, is hedging towards the sun more than the other. And this is the equator. And the equator is teeming with a bunch, all different kinds of tropical areas. And we think of that. We want to go there. We want to visit them because it's hot, it's beautiful. You can get a suntan, you know, you get these tropical seas. And the tropicals are great. But what they're also doing is the equator is always at work. The equator is always there to balance out our solar heating. It's there to imbalance. It balances it through evaporation really evaporation of the surface water. It deals with convection, creates convection currents, which is in essence wind. The convection currents of the ocean will then pu- will fuel rain, will fuel rainfall, will fuel storms, will fuel winds, will fuel all the ocean circulation. So if you can picture this, and people wonder, you know, question the ideas of global climate change and why it's so vital to have a balanced ocean. The ocean is the blood of our planet. It's the heart, really. The ocean- oceanic water, remember water has a very, very high specific heat capacity. I mean, you can, hold on to a ton of energy before it changes temperature so as the sun is just beating down on the equator what it's really doing is it's 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 putting fuel into the system it's creating heat that can now be used manipulated and changed and then it will cycle it will replenish it will repair it will condense it will just spin and spin and spin and spin creating oceanic currents and those currents are going to move water around through the different currents of the planet and when those currents change like el nino and la niña we have different weather patterns because the water fuels the weather and as it's going on the water will evaporate it will pull hot air hot wind hot rain throughout the planet and create these cycles kind of spiraling off of the the equator it's really where wind comes from it, you know if you go outside and you wonder like where does this wind come from where is this weather where is that rain coming from it's really fueling of the sun the sun is doing this the sun is where it's at you know if we didn't have the sun we wouldn't really have weather per se maybe tectonics maybe some th- geothermal energy but the majority of the energy on the planet comes again, from, not even the majority, It's—it can't even say the majority, pretty much all of the energy on the planet comes from this. And our, our equator is at work, man, it's balancing, it's replenishing, it's storing. And now that energy gets shared, it gets thrown throughout the ecosystem, balancing out, going onwards and upwards, always really losing because you can't create nor destroy it. And it gets converted. It, as it gets used up, that's why it gets colder and colder and colder as it gets to the poles. Because there's less energy to go, but you know those poles need the energy as well. They need the they need the water. They need the wind. They need the rain. They need all of that stuff that they need. So they need the rain. They need the energy. They need the stuff. They they need the they need the currency. They need the fuel. Really, they need the sunlight. And that sunlight gets transferred throughout the globe on these currents, on these patterns, on this wind, this rain, this weather, this precipitation, this temperature. And along the way, this is the stuff. And the more energy you have in a system, the more life can can evolve. The more life can be ready, readily available, and held up, and you know, used for good. And this is biodiversity. You know, this is why there's so much more life in a jungle. There's so much more life in the ocean, really, than there is on like a desert or something like that, because there's no water. There, the water hasn't can't get there. Or like a tundra, the water's there, but the temperature can't get there, so the water freezes. A tundra is pretty much just a frozen desert. So that's what the equator does, and we call this earth's heat engine so earth's heat engine is what we are you know and it changes and it adapts and when that heat engine lessens when it gets you know farther from the sun when we tilt away you get the winter tilt into it and the sun is just up there it's just up in the sky for longer you get more life you know you you get you get more heat and you get more you get a more plethora life is more active the, the winter months are slow and you don't see things because it's not green, because you don't see animals. Animals hibernate because they don't have the currency. You know, there, there is no energy to function as a thing. You now get it out. You get the energy out there and it becomes hotter and beautiful and more wonderful. Life starts to team and life starts to flourish because there's more energy in the system. It's not only that, it's that the sunlight affects our planet. It also affects the planet of you. It affects your internal biome, your internal life by really synthesizing vitamin D. The power of sunlight is so epic there is correlations that that when c- cultures are able to expose their skin to sun for longer they have happier tendencies and also healthier tendencies when you live in dark in dark dingy areas it is very important to get your vitamin d because you're not getting it from the sun that's why it's so important to live an active life to go out and express your biology because as you express it outside you're going to get more biology the sun is going to reward you by making you more energized and that's an awesome thing to think about so Again, kind of wrapping this up here as we get going. You guys get to be this thing. You get to have, you've been given and gifted this amazing evolutionary machine that you get to call you in this ever-expanding cosmos, in this world that uh, mathematically says that the, the inevitability of you being you is nil, is almost zero, 1 times 10 to the two million six hundred eighty five thousandth. And now we get to sit here on this globe that has the autotrophs, and the majority of the photosynthesis is actually taking place in the ocean. They have these phytoplankton, these tiny little phytoplankton, green diatoms, green protists that then are able to feed the zooplankton. Zo pretty much means animal, the animal-like ones. And phyto, like phy, like 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 photosynthesis, really, it's kind of where it comes from. It's like plants; they are then able to create this ecosystem. And when the bottom of the ecosystem flourishes, the earth flourishes. And that's the problem, though. These tiny little creatures are very susceptible to change. They're very susceptible to ozone temperatures. They're very very susceptible to, to 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 temperatures in the water. And that's what we don't quite know. We don't know if global climate change takes place and really ex- ex- exacerbates and personifies. We don't know what's gonna take, what's gonna go down. And people don't really understand that. The dinosaurs were so big, not because they wanted to be big. The dinosaurs were so big because they pretty much lived on an earth that was almost entirely tropical jungle. And that just allowed for a massive trophic pyramid to exist a huge food web, a huge epic bottom, what we call primary producers, which could then feed the primary consumers, things that ate the plants, the herbivores. The herbivores can then feed the secondary consumers, the omnivores. And then the omnivores can then feed the tertiary consumers, the ones that nothing feeds on, the big predators, pretty much like us for now. You can think of us that way. And that trophic pyramid, that fluctuation of everything, that's what allows for us to be, you know, that's what that we're a part of this. It is a part of us. So as you guys are out there and you're doing your thing, this is why we need to take care of the planet because of this beautiful balance. If photosynthesis ceases, if something goes down, we're like, let's say we like lose the bees and we lose our pollinators, we lose a copious amount of the plants. A lot of people wouldn't feel that way. You look at the I'm looking at my lake right now. I can't tell the diversity of the lake. I I have no clue unless I'm very versed in it to understand what is going on. The epic Symphony. I always use those words, epic and symphony together, because I don't know how else to say it. An orchestra, a epic poem, a susant of epic, awesome, beautiful, everything, whatever adjective you want to learn. We are so connected. This biome, this ecosystem, this circle of life is fueled by that circle of fusion. This tiny little ball that we've been gifted, a thing that will not be there forever. Billions of years from now, it's going out. This planet has a finite time, you know, and it's a, it's kind of like a tragic thing to think about, but we, we're not going to be here for as long as we're going to be here. So go out and embrace the sun, you know, understand these ideas and think of that as a part of gratitude. We always want to leave more energized. When I get my diet dialed in, which I've been struggling with lately, my energy is low. When my dial is, when my diet's ready and it's, it has nothing to do with about like calorie intake or this, that, I am able to have more energy in my system and you can then fling your energy to the people. You know, we think about creativity. We think about flow. We think about voices. The keystone of it all is really energy. And that is... The, the focal point of what we're trying to accomplish here. You're trying to absorb and intake as much energy as possible because your food is cold storage. Your food is, in essence, batteries. You ingest meals. You ingest the things that you like and the things you hate in terms of vegetables, whatever it is. That energy, that is food that has been put together from photosynthesis. That is the stored up light. Not only is it stored up light, it's not only stored up energy, it's stored up building blocks. It's stored up Legos to repair and replenish and allow you to grow. And as you grow and you repair and you replenish this infinitely awesome system of repair over and over and over again that's been in eons millennia billions of years in the making you know this uvb at the beginning in early dna may have allowed our like it made our dna work and it might have been the byproduct i think the byproduct of it may have been our DNA repair be so being so good we make our 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 body makes like one in 180 billion nucleotide mistakes and it checks it like one out of 190 billion times we rarely make a mistake we don't mutate too often when we do that's cancer and stuff like that you know that's what that's why skin cancer is so deadly because it, it it it's changing the DNA of the cell, and the, the cell is fragile, baby. And if it messes up even a little bit, stuff can go wrong. But that that's negative. Let's not focus on the negative. Here. Let's go gratitude. So go out and express your biology. Go out and be the thing that you want to be, and ingest wonderful food and research and understand how to manipulate and personify body and mind experiences that you like. You ha- having a beautiful diet, a plethora of colors and a full macro molecule spectrum is not just about taste. It's about about giving more fuel to the system. And when you are fueled, when you are energized, you are a different version of yourself. Now, whatever you want to do, whatever goals you have, whatever feelings and things you want to to exist in, the ether you want to sit in in your everyday life, the first thing is energy. And now you can know. You can take in the food and you can appreciate it. You can chew with gratitude. You can swallow with gratitude. You can then feel the energy coursing through your system. And that energy is starlight. So this process, not only allowing the starlight to be made into sugar that can be readily created into ATP it's also allowing these readily available things to be stored in the leaf, so that things can eat it. And now this energy cascades downwards. When you're eating energy from a plant, from a meat, from whatever, you know, say you eat a steak, you're eating the energy that came from the sun that went into the grass, now is in the cow. It's it's a shared environment. It's going downwards and upwards, and it loses. That's why cows have to eat so much grass. They pretty much spend their whole day eating because it's a very they have less energy. Biomagnification. We then get less from the cow, which might be a reason to. Be be a vegetarian. I haven't fully embraced that chaos quite yet, but you know th- this shows you this whole thing. So as the sun goes out there, and it and it's doing its thing, and you get to be the the, the sun. You get to be the thing. You are a biological awesome thing that I, 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 I'm i trying. It's like even hard for me. to. I feel it so strongly. It's hard for me to put into words. Open and close your hand. You're opening with starlight. Open your mouth. Sing a song. Do a dance. Run. Walk. Tumble. Roll. Give someone a hug. Give someone a kiss. The sound of a kiss that is starlight you are that is a conversion of energy in the by pressing your lips together and using your biological molecular energy you can then share that and that's a sharing of energy you know we breathe energy into one another yogis always throw around the term energy and there may be a lot more to it than we can than we can exist and it may be unlocking it you can unlock energy in your system you can feel ways you can change it you can manipulate it we have the ability to not only obtain the energy we can then choose what we want to do with that energy we can then choose what we want to put that energy into we can then choose how we want to exist and if we understand ourselves to be a part of a sol- of a cosmos that's 13.7 billion years flying around a galaxy that took billions of years to make called the Milky Way and in this tiny little collection this tiny little tiny little pocket of the of the Orion nebula this little tiny ball of gas starts to compress and condense downwards taking this huge ball compressing it into the Sun and this little remainder a little tiny portion of the gas 93 million miles away forms up, and it forms up in just the right way at just the right time. Coincidence, theology, you do you, you decide you. And over time, it evolves, and it changes, and it adapts, but the sun continues. The sun continues to burn. It continues to just give us this beautiful, beautiful energy. And it's up to us to gather the energy, to obtain the energy, to appreciate the energy, and to use the energy. So go out today, this week, this month, this year, whenever, this minute, turn off your headphones and exist in this. Sit in this idea that you get to be a ball of interstellar star debris energized by starlight, and then decide what are you going to do to get more. Of it. Be greedy with your energy. Go out and get as much sun as you can get. Get as much energy as you can get in the form of your delicious food. See what can unlock. What is your body capable of? And then share the energy. Share the energy through curiosity. Share the energy through creativity, through love, through understanding, through hugs, through kisses, through a global connection because we're all in this together. There's one rock. There's one species. There's one globe. There's one sun. We're sharing the energy. We don't get greedy with the energy. We need to share it not. Not only with our fellow humans, our fellow man, we need to share with the animals, with the plants, with the fungus, with the bacterium within us, all of it. It's all connected in the beautiful, epic, awesome, wonderful circle of life and enjoy that. Embrace that. So go out, be a huge, massive ball of interstellar star debris energized by starlight. Be a beautiful dust speck because I love you. Love yourself. Have a great week. Peace. (laughs) All right, so before you take off, homies, remember, if you're digging the show, please slide over to iTunes, leave me a review. That helps me out entirely. Any of the platforms, you can find it on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud. If you leave a review, if you subscribe, that's even better. Subscribe it, get it to me, make it happen. If you're liking it even more so, reach out to me. Email me at beautifuldustspecs at and I guarantee you'll we'll have a conversation. I'd love to know what's turning you on, what's turning you off, back and forth, have a conversation, or if you just want to say Hi. You know, and if you want to be a part of one of the Freestyle Fridays or which is kind of turning into Freestyle Weekends because I'm getting busy here with tennis rolling around, you can be a part of that. Just send me an MP3 introducing who you are and give me three random words in no particular order that you would like me to tie together, compress together, and do a little science flow on, a little science rant to start your week off with. But above anything, I love you guys, all my listeners. Thank you so much for supporting me. It's beautiful. I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya.